As Canadians, we really had a crash course in, um, I, I think most people see them as tricks, deception deployed by companies that we buy products from. 2023, of course, came with uh, soaring inflation. And one of the areas that was hit really hard and we talked a lot about was food, food inflation, right? Canada saw, continues to see record-setting inflation rates for some of the items in the grocery store. And another issue that we all became very, very familiar with in the last year or so is what companies do in times like these, but consistently. Uh, it's really come to light in the last year, though. Shrinkflation, okay? We talked about shrinkflation. That's where you go and you grab the box of cereal off the shelf, you take it home, and you notice that it just doesn't seem like it goes as far as it used to. And then you check, right? Because maybe you got an old box lying around, and you find out, well, wait a minute, this is this is 10% smaller. Or, no, the box is the same size. This is the trick. The box is the same size, but there's 10% less product in it. Price is the same. So that's shrinkflation. And it happens all the time. And there's all kinds of different cases that have been documented. There's also skimpflation. This one's sneakier, if you ask me. That's where the manufacturer will substitute ingredients. So maybe there's a more expensive ingredient that they can take out and replace with something a little bit cheaper. You don't know. How would you know, right? Unless you're reading the ingredients and everything that you buy. And who does that? You wouldn't notice this, but maybe your chocolate dip granola bar is now chocolatey. It's not actual chocolate. It's something different. And people are getting frustrated by this. We're going to have a conversation about what's going on and what we can do. Can we do anything? We're going to chat with Mary Labbe, who's a nutritional sciences professor emeritus, University of Toronto. Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time today. Oh, you're right. Quite welcome. My pleasure. These phenomenons we're talking about, the shrinkflation and the skimflation, not new, right? I'm sure this has always gone on. It just seems we've seen a lot more of it, or at least we've noticed a lot more of it in the past year or so. But has it always been around? You know, I actually don't know. I expect it up to some degree. It probably has. I think we're probably seeing much more of it. And that probably goes hand in hand with, you know, the increasing food costs that we've seen over the last year. So, you know, I mean, manufacturers are using their, um, how should I say? Creativity. <laughs> yes, creativity, yes. That might be a good word to use <laughs> in order to, you know, minimize the price increases that, you know, so it doesn't look so bad with right. pricing increasing prices to the consumer. And that that's the thing. I can understand, like, if, if you're the company, you say, we can't go and raise prices again. We can't do it. And it's like, so this is a way of, in essence, raising the price. But you and I, unless we're really dialed in, Mary, we don't know because we're, we're buying a box of cornflakes and it costs the same as it did last week. And that's all we know. That's, that's where most people are engaged, right? Yes, that's exactly what's happening. And that's why, you know, people are calling it, you know, shrinkflation because it's shrinking. You're not usually yeah. aware of it. But I hear from people, and we've heard a lot of talk about this, people are getting mad. People are now starting to feel like, wait a minute, that that's deceptive. They feel like they're being tricked. Are you hearing more of that? Like, people getting really, really upset by this. Yes, I am. And I mean, you know, obviously, I'm hearing it a lot of it secondhand because media are contacting me, different, you know, uh, stories are, are contacting me. And I think it's once people become aware of it, and I think people started really being aware of how much their food was costing them. And once they're really tuned into, you know, am I getting the best value for my dollar? Once somebody else says, oh, well, I noticed this, uh, you know, package of cereal or this, uh, you know, pack of cheese is now smaller than it used to be. And all of a sudden they go, oh, mine is too, or I'll look at this. So I think two things are happening. Prices have gone up. So manufacturers are using all different kinds of ploys, techniques to minimize the price increases that they're showing the consumer. Because it's not sh passing on, I would say, showing the consumer, making it obvious to the consumer. 
And equally, consumers are actually probably being a bit more um, diligent at looking for things um, because now they're attuned to all these different techniques that are going on. I guess the question for a lot of us, Mary, is, is that wrong? I mean, does it violate any sort of rules or is this, I wouldn't think so, or they wouldn't do it, right? Yeah, I mean, most of these, I mean, I think most examples, I mean, there were a few I've seen that, you know, probably more likely than not were just, you know, mistakes. The vast majority of them, I think, are manufacturers and food producers finding ways to minimize the cost that the consumer sees on the store shelf. And that cost on the store shelf can be lowered or the price increase being lowered by, you know, these different techniques. And, you know, whether it's right or wrong, but, you know, maybe people say, well, I'm doing the same thing in my household. We're having slightly smaller servings of, you know, this of breakfast cereal or we're having slightly, you know, smaller servings of, uh, you know, cheese slices or things like that. So, you know, I think we're all doing it one way or the other. We're doing it in our own homes. Um, but I think what bothers the consumers is it's being done behind their backs and they don't, yes. they aren't notified, they don't know about it. And so, as you say, many of them feel duped because they only find out after the fact or when somebody points it out to them, they say, oh, They've been doing that, and I've been buying that for the last three months or whatever. Does that need to change? I guess that's what, that, that's the other question, right? Should we should we be looking for some kind of rules? I guess we'd have to look to government. I don't I don't know, but should they be allowed to do that? Is it incumbent on us, or should we get some help? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, governments have traditionally set up their food their rules, you know, their food rules. Um, to ensure that our food supply, you know, is nutritious, it's healthy, it's safety, you know, we, you know, avoid these food outbreaks and that. And they haven't really done and, and viewed their role a lot as what I would call consumer protection. And I think that's probably an area that, you know, whether it was consumer protection around foods, whether it's around cell phone plans, I think governments haven't done enough to say, you know, that's part of your role is not just protect us from health and safety, but also in terms of misleading, um, you know, overpricing of things. Um, those are a whole other range that I think are just as important to consumers as well as the health and safety of our food supply. And I think government have not done much in that area. No, they haven't. And so, I mean, I think at this point, Mary, the, the message is you're on your own, right? You've really got to be paying attention. But if we talk about the skimpflation, where they're actually substituting different ingredients, I mean, that's not even realistic to expect your average consumer to know what's going on there, right? I mean, it seems to me in the interest of safety, even if you're someone with an allergy or something, that's the kind of thing that they should have to tell you. Yeah. Now, I mean, the allergies are very clear on the regulations and all the, there's a list of priority allergens that are, and those ones must be absolutely labeled and they're in the ingredient list, but that's not on the front of pack. Right. Yes. Chazar and things like that. Yeah. And I mean, I, to be fair, most people with allergies really do make a point of looking at those, um, you know, allergen lists, the labels and the ingredients, because they, they know the consequences of, you know, misleading, you know, of, of accidentally eating something that they're allergic to. But you're right. You and I, when we just find out our chocolate chips is no longer chocolate or our ice cream is no longer has any uh, dairy products it's made with, you know, palm oils or something, yeah. you know, that's a lot harder for you and I to find out about. And it's not an allergen. So it's not something that we'd be tuned into looking for. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I think we're all frustrated, but we're going to have to try and figure it out on our own, I think. Mary, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you being here. 
Oh, you're quite welcome. It was my pleasure. Have a good day.